What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Quotes and Chokes podcast. I'm Nick Angeloni, and with me, as always, is Arup Pagosian. What's up, brother? Yo, yo, what's good? And then uh, joining us today is our special guest, my uh, my friend and strength and, get, strength and conditioning coach, Puylak Choi. What's up, brother? What's up? Are you drinking a coffee right then? Yes. Yeah, I'm that- drinking, uh, I have a cup, and then I have a hydro flask. <laughs> nice. Um, so, uh, so we were just talking about kind of how everybody's adapting to the coronavirus lockdown. Um, and so you've been getting up at three thirty. You're a morning person, anyways, though, huh? Yeah, correct. I just well, um, in the past, before uh, BC, before COVID, <laughs> I, you know, I would do it this like three days a week, four days a week. But now I'm doing it every day. So seven days a week, I'm waking up pretty early. Man. Do you, uh, you, you send a picture to Jocko of your watch at 3.30 and be like, yeah. why are you still sleeping? You know, I thought about it. You know, I, I do post in the morning some kind of something on my story usually. Yeah. But I thought about doing that thing of, of posting like my 4.30 a.m. workout. But I do post um, what I've been posting daily is my um, my polar training logs. So I just post that and say, get it done. Nice. Yeah. I use and polar too for training. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I've been using it more consistently now before I've. I use my watch. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, just, I'm using the strap um, daily. Yeah. I put the strap on every single morning when I wake up. Use the HRV uh, Elite app to measure my resting heart rate and variability. Yeah. And then I use the Polar app to during my workouts. Pretty much every workout. Hey, I wasn't using – I stopped using the HRV because it was, like, messing with my head. Like, oh, I'm tired. I can't, I can't trade. I just, just stopped using it. Oh. Mm. But yeah. do you measure your heart rate? Yeah, so I look at my heart rate, and I don't, you know, and it, just looking at my resting, it's pretty, it's pretty low most most days. So I just kind of, I don't really, I don't really pay attention to it too much. Mm. You know, it's usually in the low 60s, sometimes in the 50s, mm-hmm. uh, and I just leave it at that. I don't really pay too much to the HRV anymore because it was messing with my head. Like, oh, you're you're only 78 percent recovered. I'm like, shit. Well, I can't train as hard. As- <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I, I think that like I was listening to the guy that um, even though I don't I don't like it as much as I did, but the guy that started the Whoop company and he was saying like you gotta you gotta get yourself in that red zone, you know, like once a week or whatever. You should be hit seeing low HRVs once to, once in a while. I mean, high HRVs. Um, but as long as you're not like consistently seeing those numbers, you know, no, like, no. a few days in uh, a row. You said it right. Low HREs, yeah, the high heart rate from over from training. Oh yeah, I have it backwards. Yeah, uh, yeah. High HRV is good, but yeah, he was like, yeah. you should see a low one every once in a while, uh, you know, once a week or something if you're training hard. But just you just don't want to have that day. You don't want to have those numbers multiple days in a row. So the the elite HRV app is a little different. It tells you when your body's. Um, it doesn't give you the percentages because I think that's too simple. It it tells you kind of when your body's in the parasympathetic state and the sympathetic state and uh sometimes you have to take it in context the data you can't just go by data because sometimes when i feel like really recovered like yesterday for example sunday i did nothing well i just took a walk and then uh two mile walk or something and then monday i woke up and i had great uh, heart rate score and a great hrv score but it was so good. They're like, oh, your body's in a parasympathetic state. You're in deep recovery. Do not train. Because the scores were so good. They're like, yeah. you're in deep recovery. What? Don't train. I don't I'm understand. Like, 
Yeah, it's like it was it, saying like you're you're, you're to my so baseline. recovered. Yeah, <laughs> it's compared to my baseline. It's like your body's going into recovery mode. So, uh, like, don't do nothing. I was like, no, 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 no. It, <laughs> so you have to take it into context. Like, you sleep good, you wake up, you have a. Yeah, it's it's uh, there's nuances in it. Yeah, I think, I think I think sleep sleep's a thing that I always ask people about. And like, what's more important, sleep or nutrition? They're like nutrition. I'm like, no, because you can eat. You can go like a bunch of days, like 20 days or some shit without eating, and you won't die. If you went absolutely days without sleep, you'll just fucking die. So like, yeah, you could go like 40 really days important. without like, eating. Oh, I'm I, no no uh, time to grind here. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like no, yeah, you will die if you don't sleep. Like, fucking <laughs> sleep, man. So well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you wake up at three thirty in the morning. I think if I did that two days in a row, I think my heart would just stop. Yeah, but I go to bed at eight. <laughs> I go to bed at eight p.m. usually. So eight p.m. So you sleep about six and a half. Yeah, yeah, seven and a half hours. Okay, and that's enough for you. Yeah, and I I feel good on most days. And there's there's, there's some days that you know I just like oh you know what I'm really tired. Do you wake up with an alarm or no alarm? Alarm, alarm, yeah. But I'm oh I'm, man, I'm around there. I'll probably start waking up before mostly. Mm. That's crazy, man. I I can't. I I I could be dead tired all day, and then as soon as like 10 p.m. rolls around, that's like when my energy is at its very highest. Like I do a lot of training at like midnight, right? And then, <laughs> um, and then, man, it, like anything before nine a.m., it's like I, I mean I do it, but it's a struggle. I'm like cussing at the like myself as I'm getting out of bed. Like, God, I hate this well, shit. Like, it's the worst thing in the same, world. It's like eight thirty. <laughs> same. There, there are four types of people in the world, according <laughs> to this book called uh, "Power of When." I think, and so. You, uh, Pylock, right? Is yeah, that right? Yeah. Is that, uh, you are by definition a lion, those are the early risers, naturally early risers, and you go to sleep earlier too. You get sleepier, you get tired earlier. Uh, Nick, me and you are by definition wolves, is like late sleepers and late wakers. That's our I like the name, I like the name. <laughs> yeah, like those are those. Either way, they're both cool animals. So I don't yeah, most of the population, <laughs> most of the population are bears. People that wake up with the sunrise and go to sleep with the sunset. Uh, and then there are dolphins. Those are the insomniacs. So sometimes I think I'm like, but dolphins. I, but I think with with. <laughs> It's part of our, our livelihood too. Is what what creates those things too. I think you know. What do you mean? Like you know, you guys probably train late. Like I'm usually done at work by five or six. You guys might have a session at seven. Of, of who? Great, of who's sleep. breathing heavy? Oh my bad, that might have been me. I, I, my phone was really close to my face. I didn't realize. That. <laughs> you, you I wasn't was breathing, breathing like heavy. a pervert. I was just right up on it. Yeah, so like for you guys, it might be because you guys train late at night, so it takes a little bit while for you guys to shut down. You know, it could uh, be. Yeah, I, but there's a there's a natural natural circadian rhythm that people have. You could kind of you could kind of adjust it a little bit hour up hour down, but like, and with alarm clocks, of course, you you can force yourself to do anything. But there's like a natural rhythm of of how we're kind of wired to yeah. go to to get sleepy and when we're most uh prime to to be active they're like the simpler term is like amers and pmers right like morning people evening people yeah i i used to think i was a pmer because you know younger you would go out but i i, I would be young and i'm like i don't understand why everyone's going out at 10 like why don't you just go out at fucking 8 p.m 
<laughs> yeah, me too, I'm, like, man. I'm already I... fucking tired. Like this would suck. Like you, you know, I'm I'm already in a disadvantage being five four trying to get chicks, and then I'm tired and grumpy. <laughs> so, like this is never a good mix for me to go out late. I'm like, just grumpy as shit. I'm tired. You know, by I like time, midnight. I like. I like day drinking myself too. Yeah, like, it, just, it makes more sense, you know. So I don't know. <laughs> Never understood it. All right, so let's get into some changing conditioning stuff. Um, so I think um, uh, the work. Let me give an example, uh, like my personal experience with training with you, and then you can kind of get into the the how and the why. Yeah. So um, yeah, right before I started training with you. I believe we started training regularly after my first title fight and the going into that fight. Yeah. Cause that I was right when I moved to Denver, right. Or right. When I moved back to California, right after that. So going into that fight, I was doing just crazy amounts of conditioning. Cause it was my first five round fight. I was, I was real nervous about it. Um, I was just like, Man, like anabolic threshold stuff, and I would I would add like a metcon on at the end of every day, you know, just like fifteen minutes, just like blast my heart rate. I was doing so much conditioning, and then um, I I about died in that fight. Uh, like <laughs> one of the best experiences of my life is is super cool. I always think about it with a smile. I still talk to that guy every once in a while. I just be like, dude, respect, man. We like we, it was such a war, and like um, I that was the tiredest I've ever been in my life, right? And then and then. I started training with you, um, and then let me think. The next fight didn't go very. I didn't. My cardio didn't come. Wasn't a factor. But then the one, the my last fight, um, you we did a lot less conditioning. Like I would say, maybe a third or maybe half of the amount of conditioning that I that I usually do, and I, I I didn't even like breathe out of my mouth. Like you know, it was just, it was whatever. Um, wow. So let. It was a three round fight. Yeah, right. yeah. Granted, it was it was only a three round fight, but I, I definitely in that fight that was five rounds. At the end of round one, like I remember my coach being like, "He got in my corner," and I I dominated that round. So he goes, "All right, give me twenty more minutes of that." And I was like, "Oh, oh shit, what?" <laughs> <laughs> um, this round, like at the end of three, my, my the only thing that was tired was my hands were tired, like my grip my grip strength was tired. But I was like, I, 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 cardio wise, I got another two rounds in me. I probably had another three. Wow, that's I would <laughs> I would give my pinky for that. <laughs> I give two pinkies for that. So let's like uh, I don't know, kind of exp- yeah, you know, you and I have 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 talked about this, Poilak. So let's kind of talk about you know what yeah, the deal is. About. I think like people confuse like fitness with like conditioning. Like with fitness, we got to think like heart rate and you know it's kind of those things like you, things you can measure. With conditioning, however, it's like learning you're you're essentially learning not not to be tired too right like you know it's like some people just i gotta like if you rolled with like a white belt for your guys i guess they 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 might run three miles a day but they're fucking <laughs> but i'm like all right this guy's gonna gas out like so like i'll roll occasionally and i'm like all right i, I don't have a lot of experience but i know this guy's tired be- just because of the way he's breathing he doesn't know how to control his energy like yeah. learning how to control energy is a big factor in conditioning and then just learning, like, the more efficient mover you are, the better you are at moving, you, you expend less energy, too. So, therefore, that makes you less less fatigue. Yeah. And I think um, with conditioning, I think for a lot of athletes or MMA guys especially, they'll just fill that bucket more. Like, if, you, if we had a bucket full of water, and let's say it's pretty full, 
you, you can't you can't fill it anymore, right? Or you can try to fill it, and what happens if you try to fill something that's already full, you lose some of it. So now you're just filling things that are too full, and you just lose more than you put in, and that's been, and that sometimes makes you um, less conditioned as well. So I think I tell people like, okay, if you're stronger, you need more efficient mover, so you're gonna expend less. So my thing is like getting people to str- be stronger and move better. If you if those two things happen, you're gonna expend way less energy. So if you're stronger, you don't have to use as much energy to throw that same punch. Mm-hmm. If you're a good mover, it doesn't tire you out to move in a weird position. Those things are like way more important i think people often overlook those especially like younger trainers and strength coaches they'll just like oh well this guy needs conditioning i'm gonna run the fuck out of him i'm gonna put him on the salt bike and, and skier and rower and just get him really tired you know yeah like that, that doesn't make you make you more conditioned because that guy used to say the same thing nick he's What's like that? about the uh being stronger he's like okay your heart is a muscle too like that's one like cardio i get it but you can't just work cardio. He's like, you have to be stronger so that you're more efficient. So you're using less cardio uh, because you're you're stronger. You don't need to de- depend on cardio. Yeah, I think I think the this is something that I say to people a lot, and I notice I, I bring this up often because it's something that I I've. I actually got this from GSP like a long time ago. And then I say this to people all the time and they just kind of like give me a blank stare. I, I don't know why people don't catch on to this, but like that we think of strong people as having bad cardio because there's like that day one, like white belt in the gym. That's like a bodybuilder and he gasses out super hard. You yeah. Know? Right, yeah. Um, but it's efficiency that makes the difference because like, um, it, it's like one thing I used to always notice as a kid, like I would watch basketball when I was playing basketball growing up. I like, I had to chuck the ball from the free throw line, you know? And then like these NBA players could just kind of flick their wrists. And I'm like, I don't understand. How come, how come they don't have to, you know, if you have like a, a larger maximum force like available to you, you could just put in 50%. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You had that much power in your wrist. You don't have to use your whole body. And then like, you know, and then it, it allows you, you know, it takes less energy to move your wrist than it does to move your whole body. So, I think efficiency. There was like that 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 uh, episode of the Ultimate Fighter uh, where George St. Pierre brought in. This is where I got it from. He brought in, um, uh, man, some French kickboxer. Yeah, yeah, the guy that's and smoking he, cigarettes, drinking. He shows up ass. drunk, like he yeah. like stumbles onto the stage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he just beats everyone up and like doesn't even break a sweat, you know, because he's just like he's gone through those motions so many times. Reminds me of Alex. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Alex doesn't show up drunk, but he's yeah. but it is like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like that if you're if you're really efficient and in, in said task or sport, like it should look easy. People are like, how do you make it look so easy? I'm like that because you're so good at it. It is easy. It's gonna it's gonna cost me one calorie to do that for for me because I've done that task, or versus someone that costs fifteen calories because they've never done that task. Like think about when we do something new, how hard it is, or like when you do something over and over, it's easy because your body is efficient at it. You, you, all the stuff, like whether it's strength training or, or, or getting a routine, it, it's a skill as much as it is, it is strength training. Like you get good at that skill. It gets easier. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's talk about like, uh, the stuff that you have me and, uh, and the but other fighters that can, you work can with. I, with. Can I chime in? Can I chime in? Yeah. 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 So, uh, when you design the program for, uh, like let's say 
let's say I move to California and I want to work with you, right? When you design a program for me, uh, do we sit down and I show you my schedule, my weekly schedule, and then we figure out the best times? Like, how do you go about designing the program from scratch for, for me, uh, taking yeah, into think- account my other training? Yeah, like, you know, with fitness, people think like, oh, they have all these like, you know, assessments or whatever, like just fucking sit down and talk to somebody. Um, and everyone's gonna be different, right? Like I, for like a general fitness person, I may ask them like, how many days are you willing to work out? And they'll tell me two, three or whatever, six or whatever that is. Then from there, I kind of get an idea because it's people like, oh, you need to work out four days. I'm like, okay, what if it doesn't fit their lifestyle, their schedule? Like that, that's going to be wrong. Now they're going to be stressed about getting four days in because you can get like, fitness or strength and conditioning with a two-day program or six-day programs depending how you do it so we would sit down and figure out number one your schedule right and then two i want to see what a root's done in the past you know what he's felt like has worked what doesn't work and then kind of just Mm -hmm. go from there Mm -hmm. so with a typical mma fighter there's already a large training load large training volume from sparring from wrestling from all the components of uh uh you know the mma training how do like uh, the way I kind of design it is I put in power early earliest in the week while the body's fresh, yeah. And then and then the next couple of training sessions will be more uh, endurance and stabilizers. Yeah, I what, think that's a good start. I like to I like to have a component of power almost every session mm-hmm. while they're fresh. So like in the beginning, Nick, for example, will do a power pair set. Like mm-hmm. do that stuff fresh. Like don't take as much time you need to do, stay fresh for that. Then he'll mm-hmm. do his strength training, and then depending on what phase he's on, he'll do a little bit of conditioning at the end. Okay. Part of MMA is like this, like right. You're saying you're rolling, you're sparring. That's that's already conditioning. Like we don't need to do steady a state. lot of that. Yep. Yeah, a lot of that low threshold stuff because you're doing that already. We may do some like high threshold or like really hard stuff for conditioning, and that's it. It may seem like oh. I only did three sets. Like, that might be enough for you. Like, because you're already getting that medium, low threshold stuff, steady state stuff in your training. And, like, and a lot of uh, mistakes MMA guys make is a lot more conditioning. More conditioning. Like, if you guys are sparring, you're rolling rounds, you know, eight minute rounds, like, you're, you're, that's plenty of conditioning. Again, we need to work on that power, strength, and like mobility. Um, mm-hmm. Let me, uh, so the first, the first like month or two or however long that that i was training with you and we were doing a lot less conditioning it it kind of it took me a minute to kind of i guess to learn to to trust you pretty much yeah or i'm more not i didn't trust you i but i trusted myself a little bit more so we would have a program and i'm like Meh, i'm gonna spend <laughs> some more conditioning <laughs> yeah. and then like uh i I felt however I felt, and I'm like, nah, I, you know, I just whatever. I feel the same. And then the more and more, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna do what you told me, what, like what you what you're telling me to do. Because we we would work out once or twice a week, and then you would write something out for me. Because because you know I live we live far away from each other, so so you would give me some stuff to do at home once or twice a week. Um, so uh, and I would just do that stuff, and I just remember thinking like like man my last fight i just remember backstage having done so much less but still done we still worked hard but it was like at the appropriate times and at the like appropriate levels man backstage i just remember cracking the pads you know like just i like 
man, I feel good right now. Just exploding. Everything was perfect, but like not even breathing hard. And uh, it was just, I forget where I was going with this, to be honest, but I guess it was just. You eliminated, you eliminated overtraining because you trusted your coach. Yeah, yeah. You were doing the extra and like, uh, like Parluck said that it was overfilling from the bucket. You were losing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So So, um, I, I think I remember where I was. Oh, man, I lost it again. Hold on, I got <laughs> I to I gotta finish my coffee. You guys, you guys, go ahead. Yeah. No, I think it's just, it's just hard because, like, with MMA, you have, like, a striking coach, a jujitsu coach. And if you're lucky, you have someone who manages that. But sometimes, like, you know, this guy's been doing this for 30 years. He knows more. And, like, yeah, while well, that stuff's good, like, it doesn't mean it's optimal. And especially for each individual, I think everyone just, well, I've been doing this same program for 30 years or 10 years or whatever, whatever amount of years, like, I see that a lot with fitness. Like, well, you're gonna do this split. I'm like, I don't, I don't have like a split that I do with people. I don't just do upper, lower, or or push, pull, or, or arms, legs, shoulders. Like, I find out how people would like to work, and I kind of go from there. So I, I do do like your quote unquote like bodybuilding splits with some clients because they like to work out that way. Okay, because it works too. Like, I just don't make people do this. Hey, it's Monday. It's leg day. Like, I don't, you know, I think that's, I think that's bullshit. You know. And yeah, like, I think with that stuff too, like the idea with like that stuff is you train so hard, you're so sore, you're so tired, and you need the whole week to re- recover. If you're like a fucking mom or you're like 45 years old and you're just like a dad or whatever, like why do you need to be sore like that? You know, like so it's not like Absolutely I don't think that not. way of training is for everyone, right? But there are people who train like that, so I do create like a program with those type of splits for them. So like, there's not like one way to train that's more efficient i don't i don't believe in that you know there's 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 one way for every individual to train efficiently but not one way for everyone to train that same way yeah so um one thing that i've 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 noticed that i I think that we do that we've never really put it out there out loud so let me you could tell me if i'm getting this right but it seems like where some people would go like, all right, these two weeks are power and like we're going to do cleans and we're going to do box jumps, whatever. These two weeks is strength. We're going to do just squats and blah, blah, blah. And these two weeks, you know, and so on. Um, it seems like like we'll do that. Like, all right, we're in a we're in a, uh, you know, we usually we start with the strength phase. Right. We go strength power and then we just we add the conditioning towards towards the end. But like if we're in a strength phase, it's not we don't just only do strength. Like it's just, it's just the focus, Correct. but we still have a power set in there and we still have a conditioning set at the end. Correct. And when we get into conditioning, we don't just go like, all right, fuck straight. Right. We, we still have, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So is that, is that kind of how you lay it out? We, like I said, we never really talked about it, but that's yeah, what I noticed so like, that we do. With, with um, training, there's like what's called like training uh, residuals. So I mean, like we, we, we want to train. Um, so we don't want to train too far away from something. So like we did, if we did some muscle building, um, we, we don't want to just, you know, do that and then not do that for eight to 12 weeks. We want to do it and then kind of come back to that in like three to weeks. So you want to keep some of the training visuals, residuals from the last um, um, period. So you don't want to just do that. And then like, again, if you were to train that way with just power or just strength, like in, in just wherever, you're going to be so far away from what you did before that you lose those things in the before. Whereas like, if we do a little bit of everything each phase, you're going to keep some of the training residuals from the previous phase, if that makes sense. So if you require yeah, some strength sure. and then we don't do any, we don't do the next um, three weeks or four weeks, you're going to lose some of that. But if we have some strength training in there, you're going to keep some of that stuff too. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think if you, yeah, that's if, what if I've you always just power. Like again, you're just gonna you're just gonna you're feeling you're not recovering or you're just doing too much where you don't get anything out of that out of that. Phase. You're overloading your sympathetic nervous system. Right. You just do power combined with your, all your other training. Like uh, it's just it's not sustainable at all. You'll just burn out. In, like yeah. within within that two weeks, your body's gonna shut down. Yeah. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. you, the, the nervous system, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. And it's cool that you guys do like, you know, like it's, it's, it's a lot of this is a nervous system training, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Especially um, so, power. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So let's talk about like some of the, cause we do some really uh, unusual stuff, like as far as, yeah, just unconventional movements and stuff. A lot of times I'll post our workouts on Instagram. And some people were like, will, will tell me, I've had this happen a few times. Like, dude, that just doesn't look that hard. You know, and I'm like, dude, I mean, try it. Like, it, it's hard in a weird way. Like, it's just unusual. It's almost like un- it makes you feel uncoordinated. Like, you know what I mean? It's like strength from like from very weird angles and stuff. Like, you know, talk a little bit about that kind of stuff that we do. Yeah, I think, I think that's important. I think these back squats, bench press, these are like arbitrary exercises that someone like created like we didn't have a bar in nature you know like we were front loading everything you would pick up something heavy from the front like or you wouldn't like press a bar behind the neck if we were to press something in nature i wouldn't grab it put it behind my head and push it over my head you would press it (laughs) in front of you or whatever right like and then like in in nature like rarely is something symmetrical where the weight is the same on both sides i think so like, but we get married to these things, like these exercises, uh, like a squat or a deadlift, back squat, deadlift or bench press, they measure, they can be used to measure strength, but why, why are we using those to define strength? Like you don't have to be, okay, I'm strong. Yeah. But if you're like, so I think what got to me with this, I guess, kind of quote unquote, uncontrolled strength training was like, this is probably like two or three years ago. I was moving something uh, with my girlfriend. And she was like, you go to the gym a lot and you're kind of weak, you know, for going to the gym all the time. <laughs> like, that, Where is she from? That Hold on. What, what ethnicity? What ethnicity is She's your right, girlfriend? You know. Okay. <laughs> that was a pretty straightforward. Yeah, thing but like to say. but like that's yeah, that's weird. Like white white girls don't aren't straightforward. Yeah, is that what you're yeah, saying? Exactly. Yeah, I didn't saying, expect yeah. I didn't expect her to be a white girl. Yeah. It, 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 it's, like, it's like my mom, like she'll be like, Oh, you need to keep skinny. I'm like, like you fucking can't say that to people. Keep skinny. Like <laughs> that's, but like that's how different cultures are, right? People will just like, Oh, you look good. I'm like, and then like we all hear like if someone says you look, especially for a woman, right? Like if you look good, if, if a girl says to a girl, you look good, and she'll be like, oh, that bitch, she's lying, you know? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. In a weird society <laughs> where things are like that. God forbid you tell to a girl you look tired. It's right. Over. Or, or what is it like? Uh, the quote it's like, girls say nice things to each other and don't mean it, and guys say bad things to each other and don't mean it. It's, it's kind of like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, the opposite. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's your friend? Like, you're talking so much shit to him, you know? Like, yeah, that's my friend. Like, really? Yeah, that's yeah. Like you hate him. You're so mean. But that's just how, like, guys I, are. I was, you know? I was, in the, I was in the gym a while ago. Oh, actually, shoot, this must have been, a, this was probably a long time ago. But um, I was talking to Dwayne, and he, I walked in, and he started making fun of my hair. And then his, uh, his wife, like as I walked away, said something I could hear her like, "Dude, why? You're like you're so mean to him." Blah blah blah. 
and he stopped me and he asked me he's like do you mind and then we, we were laughing because i was like dude in especially in gyms like if if people don't make fun of you like you don't yeah, fit in yeah there. exactly like you're not so part right of the group him. if you walk in there was like hello how are you you're like uh you're not you're not one of yeah, the group yeah. yet Sorry. Nick, before before your title fight whenever you came late And there, there on after, before uh, when you come late to practice, I would jump at the opportunity to scream. I How know. do you expect to be a champion? Just to get it. You yeah. did it once afterwards, and I was like, I already am a champion. Fuck off. Play. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If I don't know if it's an MMA culture, or MMA culture here, but like every MMA gym I've been to are my are my fighters. I'm like, they're always fucking late. Like I don't know. It's you know. I don't it's know a, what it is. I'm like, dude, it's a California like, 11, 11 thing. It's a California like, oh, yeah, thing. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not uh it's not like that in Denver. In fact, so I I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but like in Denver, I I have not gone to practices before because like I I would go there and if I was like no joke like three minutes late which in california if you're three minutes late you are right. fucking early like <laughs> early. and uh and uh i would go there and people would give me so much shit like the whole practice would stop there there would be times where like if i was 10 minutes late i'm like well i'm not going because <laughs> i don't want to get that shit like <laughs> i think part um, of my earliness is so, like you know i had a strength coach in college you know we'd be on time and it would, it's if it was 6 a.m it's 5 50 Because you get there at like 5.59, like, I'm good. And he's like losing his mind. You're late. You're just, you're just getting, getting mugged <laughs> on time, you know? And then you, yeah, yeah. you realize his, his watch is 10 minutes early. So like for a period of time, I did that. Like I'll put my watch 10 minutes early. And then like I did that in my high school kids. were like, dude, Troy's fucking crazy. He's losing his mind early. I'm like, you're not early. Look at my watch. I'm just losing my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually started going to practice an hour early now. Fuck, that's great. I, an I'm, hour early. Yeah, I go there. I do my uh, full mobility stuff. I do some other, maybe neck exercise, some like some other stuff that I need to do on my own anyway. And that way, I am never late. And it's, it's actually made a big difference. Yeah, I'm the same nice. way too. I go to the gym early just to work. Like I'll do a little baby workout before you know before my clients come in. Mm -hmm. It just like kind of wakes me up. It's nothing crazy. Some days I'll hang on the pull up bar. Some days I'll just kind of move around. Like, some days I'll just jump on a stair climber. Or just just something to wake me up, right? You know. Sometimes we get so caught mm -hmm. up in caffeine to wake us up, but like you know, activity you know wakes you up quite a bit. You know. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Hey, Poilak, like, let me ask you, like, um, you know, we, we started to get into this a little bit right before the lockdown yeah. happened. Um, how much, for MMA fighters specifically, like, how much time and effort should be put into, like, accessory stuff? Like, Arut said, said net, neck workouts. So, like, you know, for me, my, my two main, like, accessory areas is, or three, I guess, is my neck, my grip. And then also my glutes, because you can just, you can never do enough of that. Yeah. Um, so how much like time and effort, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm like have big, people, for other people I like, that I like frequency over like overall volumes. So instead of just doing like one hard day or two hard days, like if you can do a little something each day or a little something five days a week, I think that it's right. All of it, a lot of this is skill acquisition too, right? So like, imagine if you only throw a punch two days a week, like how good are you going to get that at that skill? Instead right. of just throwing punches every day or throwing punches five days a week you're gonna get better at it so i think mma guys just remember this these are 
we these aren't just exercises these are skills that you're acquiring so like if you if you if you wanted to be more mobile that's a skill right so like you want to do that five times a week seven times a week or whatever that is right it's not going to fatigue you that much and then again like you would adjust for that so instead of doing three sets of 10 you know of grip you can just do one set of five every day or whatever that is right so just spreading that out so i like to do it okay four days a week well, with less uh, just to, less overall time spent just to be clear uh my neck is pretty strong i'm i only care about the hypertrophy <laughs> i want oh. I, I to look like yo yeah. romero that is want, the rich thing he wants he, he he strives for a big neck you, i mean you can do that, you can also, but you can also do that daily as well. You can do that. You can do that same way, right? You know, like you know, probably give you a little more recovery time between sessions. But you can do three to four times a week would be would be good for you. Okay, that's what I do. Yeah. Three days a week yeah. usually. Okay, so I'm on yeah. the right track. That, that's funny, man. That's the most unusual thing. Like you're the only person that that I know. Yeah, I could. It's like I, could I just want to have a big neck. I don't care like what my pecs look like or just big neck. <laughs> I could care less about everything else. Yeah. The other day, Reem and uh, uh, Ty were making fun of my legs. They're like, oh, look at the frog legs. I'm like, yeah. whatever. My legs like my <laughs> but it's funny because, like, you know, like, for you guys, especially in your guys' culture, it's like, it's like the dude who looks, like, gripped up and jacked is probably the worst, like, M- MMA guy out there. Like, you know? It, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, no there's correlation. No Everyone's like, oh, he looks so jacked. I'm like, yeah, he probably can't fight. Like, I'm never worried about the guy who's chiseled. Like, I don't know how to fight that well, but, like, I'm never worried about the guy who looks like he's jacked. Like that guy probably can fight zero, you know? That's because he spent right. most of his time bodybuilding right, right. instead so, of like, skill So I know that, you know, like I think, I mean, you know, like that's. There's the occasional right. outlier, but yeah, pretty, yeah. Else, occasional, pretty but much. Like, usually, all right, this guy's freaking shredded. His ears are good. Like that's the main thing too, right? Like the ears, my, right, this guy, like, you know, there'll be guys like for me, like, because I look the way I do and people will just tell me fucking straight up lies about, their athletic career they're like oh i train ufc man i'm like oh you train ufc that's pretty cool man like i didn't know that's a training style <laughs> like, yeah. like, people just tell me um, about like their football career i'm like dude your guys are such liars you know because i look the way i do and i think it's funny to <laughs> tell you things i'm like fuck you dude. i know way more about these sports than you you do yeah but they, they think that you don't because you don't yeah. you don't look the part I get that a lot too. Actually, now now I don't because my cauliflower ear has gotten bad enough to where it's noticeable. But I, I used to get that oh, a, yeah. a lot. Funny. I would I would always get into going into like new gyms and people were just kind of like, eh, like if I was right. visiting somewhere, <laughs> uh, and then I just have to wreck everybody, and then all of a sudden now they're all nice. I got a big trash truck right next to my window, so sorry to hear that background noise. I don't so yeah, anything. so back to the um, okay, cool. Like she's like, you're weak for not lifting, you know, for going to the gym. I think you realize that, like, oh, wait, I do hear that. You know, you you need to get strong in those unconventional positions, especially for you guys. Like, you're like, you're never gonna be in a position in a fight where you're like back squatting, you know, like put uh, someone's mm-hmm. like someone's on your back like that. Like, you're never gonna do that. So, part of what you guys do is like getting you guys strong in like unconventional positions, right? Like, and I got, I got, yeah, I got from kind of this, like thinking when I was when I was younger, like watching how GSP trained. Like this guy, he got like the world class coaches from everything. I think he got like a like a hurdles coach, like a sprinter coach. He got like a gymnastic coach. He got like coaches that were specialized yeah. to the top in every field, and he learned from them. Like that's like the you know he and he's an exception, right? He looks jacked too, right? But like he he did those things, right. where, like you know, 
he like trained trained those skills like at a high level. It was so smart, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think the uh, the 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 Mexican supplements yeah. hurt his uh, yeah. hurt his right. physique either. So. <laughs> um, going back to the back squat, I think for for MMA fighters specifically, we, our main thing is should keep our right. bodies healthy, like structural right. integrity. Back squat, unless you're powerlifting, I don't like the the reward from it is or the the conventional bench press the reward versus the cost you pay is like you damaging your discs you're putting all that pressure on your discs you're never gonna be lifting people that like it's raw power right. yeah i get it like it's more of a measurement tool than like you said before than uh develop right. develop developing yeah. power tool so it's obsolete but, you know so it, like just to play devil's advocate or actually not really because i mean even just for me personally this is how what i've noticed and i um told this to boy when we were training and just because and we started adding a little bit of it in like once or twice a week because um back squats make me feel great and, and granted like I, you know i'm not lifting i don't i don't you know i'm not squatting 500 pounds i, I have a pretty low squat relatively speaking well how much for a fighter i have a good squat but um but it, it just makes me feel good and i don't max out you know like some occasionally i'll do like a set of five or three but it, it just like it it makes me feel strong just because i can get those huge like the big muscle groups firing and it's like and i have to coordinate my whole body it kind of like but my squat is my time to like kind of check in and tune in like okay am i am i shifting right is my back aching like you know is is my core feel weak how how are my knees doing because you use so much in there yeah yeah that's um, a good point that you know, is a good so. point i guess it's not op, uh, absolute like that uh it, it's not it's not a blanket statement that covers everybody in, in your case yeah. I, I can see what you're saying but my point was if you're constantly squatting over 300 pounds uh, and you're doing all the other training why are you putting that pressure on your discs is gonna just wear yeah. wear your back out so much. But I think that goes for any exercise, right? It, like it you, if you only did basketball, you only did anything, any any lunge pattern. If you only did that one pattern, you're only getting strong in that one pattern. So, and how is that gonna help you for any athlete, right? Like there, there's like almost no benefit to just doing one pattern other than like that pattern getting stronger. So like, yeah, if you're a power lifter, you only have to worry about three things. Yeah, you want those three patterns to get really strong. You know, but if you're like a regular right. person or just an athlete, you don't want to. What does that? What does that accomplish? You, yeah, you. Yeah, okay, cool. I, I squat three fifteen, but cool. Like, how come you can't lunge your body weight? You know, how come you can't lift the bar? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? like, so yeah, kind of went back to like people. Oh, I I like pets a thousand. I'm like, how come you can't back squat? And then after that, like, another layer of that was like, okay, now you can back squat because you can't do other things. So like. You know, what's the point of all this if you can't be strong in the activity that you're doing? Because I'm sure there's out there, mm-hmm. out there. I mean, ultimately, it's all about that. 300 pounds and, you know, and can't like move stuff out of a U-Haul, you know, well, and get tired or they can't hold something at the front, you know, like, like that's way more important to be able to complete like life tasks or sport tasks and just some number on a back squat or front or whatever exercise it is, you know? What what do you feel like is the most important um, type of movement or however, whatever way you want to say that, but what's the most important thing 
for fighters to be focusing on. Yeah, it doesn't I have to be one thing, but you know, you know what I mean. What, again, it's chunks. like whatever. It's like that say, adage, like whatever your like your weakness is. It's like same thing with vitamins. Like, what's the most important vitamin? I don't know. It's the one you're lacking in. So if you're lacking calcium, you fucking need calcium. You know, <laughs> like if you're lacking grip, grip strength, that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. So like, it's very specific to that ind- individual, individual. You know. And I think, like, for, like, a fighter to mm-hmm. figure out what, like, you're, you know, you're probably good at, like, a lot of bodyweight squats. You're probably good at pull-ups and push-ups. So, like, okay, like, what are you not good at? Let's just, let's just, let's just, let's just start there. Like, if you're good at those things, just do something you're not good at, you know? But it's hard because so, like, oh, shit, I'm, like, really good at this. I'm going to keep doing it, like, show off, but that's my thing. And I think that's really cool. like, yeah. That's what that. you enjoy. There are some things to do that you're not very, very good at. But I think, like, your foundational movements like crawling, squatting, hinging, lunging, pushing, pulling, you know, those things are important. So, but finding different variations of those things. These are just movements, not exercises, right? We get caught up in, oh, we got to squat. Squat's a movement, not an exercise. Like, so there's different ways to load that movement pattern of a squat again, back, low, front, split, whatever, right? Dumbbell, kettlebell, you know, so like, finding things that you're not good at within those movements and then kind of work on them. So priority priority is to fill the deficiencies, to, ca- yeah, to catch those like, up, yeah, right? You're, you're, I'm going to say general blanket sp- statement. If you're sparring, rolling rounds and all that, that conditioning bucket is full enough. You need to fill other buckets. Like there's mobility buckets to fill. There's power buckets to fill. There's, there's strength buckets to fill. Like those buckets you need to work on. Yeah, and they yeah. complement each other. Oh, my voice cracked. It's not just like, they're all energy. Like everyone, you know, I think we think of things as individual because that's like how we learn. Like most of us worked out in that bodybuilder split, like oh, leg day, chest day, arm day. You know, like we started working out, so we think of things right. as um, independent. When reality, they're all interdependent. Like it's like it's like well, it's, it's it's very akin, akin to MMA, right? Like. If you if you got better at jujitsu, it'll probably make you a better fighter. Or if you got better at stand up, it'll make you a better fighter. Like you know, so you need to do the things. They're they're all going to integrate together in mixed martial arts. You can't just do one thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, let, let's um, one thing. This is the last thing I want to go because I know that you're super busy. But um, I kind of want to dispel the the myth. Yeah. Let's talk about this for just for two minutes. But there's a myth that. Like, oh, if I get strong, yeah. I'm going to get slow. You know what I mean? So let, let's talk about like, yeah, you know, how you feel about that. There's a lot of myths in, in weight, weight training or strength training. You know, like, I think there's still a myth out there that, like, if a kid lifts weights, he's going to be fucking small. You know, like, that's, that's not – I don't even know what the hell they got that from. I don't remember it. But, yeah, I think weight training will do whatever it is that you want it to do. If you want it to make you slow, it will make you slow. If you want it to make you fast, it will make you fast. If you want it to make you mobile, it will make you mobile. So it's whatever you do with it will make you do that. So, yeah, it does make people slow if you train it that way. It does make you fast, too, if you train mm-hmm. it that mm-hmm. way. So, yeah, I think, yeah, it's, 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 it's a just, tool. It's a tool like any other. You know, how I, you I, use I, it. I, I can, if I ran slower, I will be slower. Like, it just, your body, like, adapts <laughs> to that. Our bodies are really um, good at adapting. Yeah, if you're doing... If you're doing slow curls, bicep curls, of course you're gonna be slow because you're trying to get mm-hmm. that pump and you're trying to do it slow. So you're teaching yeah. your body to be slow. Yeah, Joe, right? Joe, 
So you're saying like actually lift the weights, obviously with a with control, but you're actually saying like, all right, go a little bit lighter, but so that you can move quickly. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's, that's one way to train power. Um, there's there's different ways to do it. Like, I think like force velocity curve, right? The the, the more force I have, so, so it gives me more capacity. I can move relative or absolute weight faster. Or if I move things faster, you know, if I move a lot of weight faster, I'm also working on speed. There's different ways to work on it. So it doesn't, doesn't make you slow, but it, again, it, you have to take very cautious approach. Again, like a lot of, if you're training for power, we generally have to do those things kind of fresh. Where like, again, people make that mistake of, okay, we're doing it fresh, but yeah, you're doing like 18 different things in one session. Like you're going to be thrown. like your, 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 your central nervous system can only handle so much of that. It's, it's, like you guys know, it's very taxing. If you do it correctly. It's very taxing. You know? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so if you're, you could, you could do it fast or if you're doing something where you can, if you're just producing a lot of force that will equate to speed without when, you know, with it, when the yeah, weight's not so there, if, is if that you lift like, you know, if that absolute weight or the relative weight feels lighter, you're getting stronger and you're, you're getting, you're getting faster. Like there's, there's ways to do, um, we'll go back to the back squat because everyone understands that, right? I can, I can, I can use that back squat however I want. I can use it very slow. I can use it very fast. I can add weight. I can decrease weight. So uh, again, I think generally speaking, if you train fast, you will move fast, you know, and then if you train slow, um, you will move slow. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, cool. So let's, uh, let's wrap it up there. I know you got, uh, baby to take care of and lots of things to do today so um how can if people want to learn more um if they're in the southern california area yeah i'm in corona um i'm working on a different facility i need to tell you that oh yeah that's yeah. <laughs> i was like yeah i made a joke of it earlier it's probably not good like i was wearing like my virus clothing brand stuff and I'm in Corona, so I have Dude, a, a I... Corona virus, you know, so like that, you know, I think other people make <laughs> jokes, you know, it's whatever, I don't know if it's, if it's probably bad taste or whatever, but I think, yeah, it just, it's just kind of messed up because people are fed up with it, you know, I don't know, I don't, I don't even know what to believe myself, I'm just, I'm just doing what they're telling me, I guess, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, but yeah, I'm in Corona, California, yeah. I have uh, my Instagram, it's just at... Uh, Coach Choi, so C H O I is one way um, you can find me. I'm usually pretty available. I'll, I'll answer any questions that someone may have. I'm not. I'm not like super popular on the internet or anything. So, um, yeah. So, and then you're training out of yeah. Well, so I right guess you're now, a few I'm different spots, right? For a new spot, I don't have a home right now which I'm not concerned about. I can do, I can do what I do in a park, you know, if, I, if need be. So, cause yeah, I don't yeah. need a back squat. So <laughs> yeah, I can do everything. I can do everything. <laughs> yeah. Right. A bar, which is nice. So. You should uh, come look in, around Carlsbad. Yeah. I California. saw, I saw, That'd be nice you know, your wife posted for me. her drive yesterday morning. Holy crap. looks so nice. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Oh, can, uh, oh, yeah. uh, you can find, no, I was thinking, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. How do we find, how do we find you? Yeah. <laughs> you can find me <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> <laughs> prime underscore time nine 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 on Instagram. 
Nice. Yeah, yeah, well, like yeah, you yeah. said yours, right? That's why I moved under a root. I thought you did. Okay. Um, and then if you uh, if you want to follow me, I'm uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at NickAngeloni155. Um, and then if you want to follow the podcast, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Quotes and Chokes. You can subscribe to the podcast pretty much anywhere you get uh, podcasts. Um, let's see. What else? I think that's about it. All right, so we'll be back next week with some more information. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Well, yeah, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, we will see everybody next time.